0: it started as a child if I had my bears or teddies out if I had to spend equal time with each teddy I would feel guilty but when I do buy things I believe in investing in things that will last you and I think for me fashion has kind of lost that a lot we throw things out 10 times faster than we did a long time ago I've still got things in my wardrobe that are like old books to me. You are
1: listening to Made of Human, also known as the Mopod, a podcast hosted by Sophie Hagen, who is a Danish comedian. Mopod, trying to find out how to do life. Mopod. Thank you for deciding to listen to this episode with Jasmine Lee. Jasmine Lee is uh, an independent business owner, a fat woman who creates uh, size inclusive clothes for everyone. But let's say fat people, mostly. The only brand that I know of that caters to all bodies. And I don't mean in one of those like up to a 22. I mean all bodies. All of them. She is incredible. She's amazing. Uh, And I am so... She was the... She's behind the brand Plus Equals, which was the brand that I did my clothing collection through uh, this this year. So I have a very close relationship with her. I think she's amazing. And I hope you're going to enjoy our chat. It's both about, you know, the company and the ethics around it, but it's also about Jasmine as a person, as as a fat woman, and how she experiences the world. So I'm very excited about that. She is amazing. I went to see her when I was in Brighton where I did the chat with Tim Minchin, which you heard last week. And I went straight from that to my little hotel room where Jasmine came by and I, she had to sit on the floor. I had to squeeze myself into this horrible chair, but it was very cozy and it was very nice. And I'm so happy that she took her time to talk to me. I will plug one thing, of course I'm still on tour, you know all about that by now, but the main event that I want you all to come to is uh, on the January, on the January, on January 10th, what a shitty month to say, January, January 10th at the Union Chapel in London. Listen, I know people coming from Newcastle to see this. I know people coming from Manchester. I know people coming from Paris. People, I know people coming from Denmark to see this show. Uh, we saw about half of the tickets. So it's a whole evening. Now, these are the people who are on the lineup. So I'm hosting, you know me. Then uh, the guests on the lineup are bloody Travis Alabanza, former guest of this podcast. Megan Crabb, you know Buddy, Buddy Panda, Uh, former guests on this podcast, Rosie Jones, former guests, they're all former guests, Christelle Rasmussen, who's also Tom Glitter, Scotty, Glam Rue, Michelle Ellman, and uh, who's also Scad. no, SCARD, not Scad. and uh, Jess Baker, who you may know as the militant baker from the internet, and then uh, Jolie Bishop, who's one of the only ones who are not actually uh, a guest on the podcast yet. But it's basically, and it's. I was like, oh, wait, all these people have been on the Mopad. But that wasn't why I chose them. It's almost the other way around. They were chosen for the show because they're amazing people and amazing performers and amazing activists and incredible people. And that's why they're on the podcast, because they are amazing. And that's also why they're on this show. It's going to be a night of just all all types of performances. You know, like Rosie Jones, a comedian, uh, Christelle and... Uh, glamru are drag queens and Scotty is just like an all-round performer I mean I've never seen this many non-binary people on the same lineup before I think we almost have as many if not the same amount of non-binary people as cis people oh my god so there's going to be drag there's going to be dancing and singing there's going to be talks there's going to be comedy Uh, oh we also just confirmed smash and Monroe and if you don't know smash and Oh my God, go and um, find her on YouTube. She's extraordinary. So uh, yeah, it's on January 10th. So it's right when it's the most cold and wet and ugh time. Uh, also, why not give a ticket in, uh, as a present for someone? If you're listening to this before Christmas and you still have presents that you need to give. This is like a good show to be like, oh my God. This is going to be an amazing night. It's going to be an amazing night. And what better present to give to someone than an amazing night. It's on my website, sobehagin.com forward slash live shows. It's also on theworldisonfireshow.com because we call the show The World is on Fire. So let's do a show. We're on social media. We're everywhere. It's on my Twitter. Go and search for Union Chapel's website as well. Go and uh, find tickets because it's going to be it's gonna, I'm so excited. Jess Baker has come all the way from the America, from the USA, a country that is also on fire. The whole world is on fire. And uh, she's come, I'm, I was about to say she's come just to do the show. She hasn't. Uh, she came over and I begged her to do the show with me. And uh, yeah, basically, just come. Come to the show. I cannot recommend it enough. It's, it is insane that there were still tickets left. It's insane. And there won't be tickets left for long. So do go and get your ticket now, uh, wherever you're from in the world. Now, oh, I was going to say one more thing, which I've now forgotten. I've forgotten because it's December and it's cold and it's wet and it's windy. Um, and I'm currently in like a state of ki- quite high anxiety because I have a, a friend just messaged me that she's like in the area where I live. And then I was like, OK, like, why, why are you saying that? Why are you saying that? You know, because I, I, need, I need a warning before people come by, right? So, and then she just didn't answer. So now I'm like, oh, fuck, it, is she just going to ring my doorbell? I'm going to shit myself if she just rings my doorbell. And I'm also expecting a parcel. So I can't even just ignore it if someone does ring. Because what if it's a parcel? What's if it, what, what if it's Christmas presents? So now I'm just so anxious. I'm super anxious that she's. I'm just going to have to open the door and be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What did I tell you? Do you know? Oh, oh it's, so, it's so scary. Anyways, uh, so I forgot what I wanted to tell you all. But in essence, uh, oh yeah, maybe I just wanted to remind you that I am on tour still. So if you go to sovegancom forward slash tour, you can see where I'm going in the new year. The first date will be in Farnham on the 30th or 31st of January. You can go and take it out. And then I'll be touring till June, June. So, anyways, I'm going to let you listen to this episode with the incredible Jasmine Lee. I'm in this weird place right now where I'm watching um,
0: The Crown. Oh, oh, yeah, I start. well, actually just finished it.
1: Oh, no spoilers. No, don't <laughs> worry. It's such a weird thing, because everyone who's, who knows anything about history... Knows exactly what's going to happen, but I know nothing. M- no,
0: me neither. So I'm just like, ooh. Literally. <laughs> I wonder who wins the election. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm going to my granddad. I'm like, is this Labour or Conservative? He's like, did you not get taught in school? <laughs> says, no, I didn't. Because yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I wasn't, this is so embarrassing. I wasn't sure that. Um, so I didn't know if it was, when I started watching it, I didn't know if it was historically correct. Because yeah. I've been fooled before. Yeah. Like, I. Game of Thrones I didn't know anything I just started watching going like this must be about a certain this time be real. and there were fucking dragons yeah. all of a sudden and I was like oh hang on so I was Maybe watching not. The Crown and then there's the, the Great Fog Yeah. and when I was watching that I was like oh, surely no, not this, this better not be fucking aliens <laughs> I oh to I was so mad <laughs> I'm going to be so mad if aliens are
0: in this show <laughs> oh my god I was like googling Fog London oh it's a thing okay, okay. <laughs> No, the London smog is real. They're not coming to adopt the queen. I'm so (laughs) angry. I almost believed you. I almost believed this happened in real life. (laughs) Now there's fucking aliens going. That would be brilliant. Plot twist. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: So for people who might not know who you are, Mm -hmm. which I think they... If they've listened to this podcast, they will know who you are, but maybe not by name, but I've plugged my clothing Yes, (laughs) And (laughs) you're the person behind that so yeah. would you tell explain to people who you are
0: um my name is Jasmine Lee and I am a plus size business owner fashion business owner designer lackey of everything <laughs> um I run a, bus- a business called plus equals um which we've done a line for mm-hmm. so here we are <laughs> that's so
1: that is that's is so cool and I, I I talked about you at a unnamed <laughs> event recently, uh, which was a, a company that was also in some, somehow related to plus size fashion. Mm-hmm. And they were not doing a good job, even though I was there representing them. And I plugged you as, I was like, the only, oh. the only clothing label. <laughs> it was very controversial saying that.
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs> but you're, okay. All the way back. So where, yeah. how did it start? Um, It started really as a sort of way out of a very depressing part in my life. Um, I cared for my nan for about 15 years um, and she had passed away and I sort of found myself shut off from the world. Um, But this is the thing about grief, I think it it forces you to reassess everything in your life and that's what I did and I realised I'm sick of trying to freelance in fashion, make no money, be taken advantage of. And it was a time for me to try and build something to get what we call bread and butter money for well, my family. And that's how it started as a vintage and upcycled line. And it's just sort of grown into something that I never could have predicted in my wildest dreams. And so at this point, were you already sewing? Uh, yes. Were you already... How long, when did you start that aspect of it, just the pure interest then? In... So my grandma taught me to sew when I was young Um Five, maybe uh, we would sell dolls' dresses, we would make clothes for me, um, all sorts, blankets, everything, and it sort of carried on a bit throughout my teen years. But I got to a point where in GCSE I took textiles and it sucked the life out of me like wanting to love sewing. But I just sort of stopped for a bit. Um, I worked on my prom dress with my nan, especially when you're a plus size kid slash teenager. Finding stuff to wear that you like is near on impossible. So that's sort of our solution. And then um, for a long time, I just sort of stopped. I didn't really have a lot of confidence. But um, again, it was after my nan passed that I sort of dusted it off and bored it out and um, started making up some funky clothes. (laughs) So did you like clothes when you were a kid? Yeah, it's. I think, for me, it's always been fashion. Um, I was always obsessed, and... I mean, it is conflicting, because especially when you're, like, a fat child and you love something that's... Like, it's like watching ballet dancers and other sort of people. You're thinking, oh, no, one am take me seriously there. But I loved it. I'd draw and draw and draw and draw. I have sketchbooks, boxes of them, filled with stuff that I'd drawn for my dolls or random models. And I think you know, my my family is very creative in all senses, you know, from sculpture to writing to painting to anything and everything. And that was my sort of medium, you know, it's, you know, if you're creative, you're creative, let's not try and define what you're doing, like, oh, I'm a painting artist, or I'm just a poet, you know, it was picking up all sorts of things. And then it just sort of, I sort of found it through to fashion. And, Got my first Teen L subscription when I was like 14 and that was it. I was just obsessed. It combines everything I love. Pop culture, music, film, historical references, art, everything into one and you can wear it. Like, So when you were drawing and you set for various models of dolls, so mm. was that all thin
1: bodies? Yeah. So did you, did you think about your own body? Did you not... Were you did When you started creating clothes, were you creating
0: for essentially other people or was it... Well, when I was younger, yeah, because I thought, oh, well, I'm going to grow up and be skinny. Mm. <laughs> that was literally it. It was, oh, no, I'll get that when I'm... I'll be able to wear that when I'm skinny. Um, it, I never was able to accept my fatness until I started this. Um, so it was always on slim people. And, you know... My nan's side of the family, who I went to live with when my mum passed, um, are all very slim. So it was just you know how, how it was. It was you're not going to be fat forever. <laughs> so it was just. Do you know how long yeah. you thought that? Because I think for me that was at least at least eight
1: years, maybe oh. ten years, where I was just yeah. like, let's pause. We're pausing. Yeah. This is just
0: like a temporary mm. thing, and then I'll one we'll day be fine. It yeah, will reach the point. Um, it was a long time. It was. Mm probably over 15 years of that. Um, I remember, you know, even trying to buy things at sort of maybe age 10, 11, and you'd have to go to the women's section to get a size 16 to 18. And that felt like so much shame. So it just stuck with me for so long. Um, Mm. And I mean, that's time. That's over a decade of time that I've lost uh, thinking, you know, wait until you've lost weight. And of course, there are moments where you don't care and you go out and, you know, that's what I was kind of known for, for just wearing whatever I wanted. But I still thought, oh, I would never wear that until I'm skinny. So, that's interesting. Yeah. But you But I'd wear did. fun colours and prints and but there were perky limits. fabrics. But I'd kn- yeah, like I would never wear something white because my nan always said, white makes you look fatter. Oh, don't yeah. Don't wear stripes that are um, vertical... Uh, horizontal because they make you look bigger mm-hmm. don't wear a too low cut top with a waist belt because mm-hmm. that will make your tits look too big you know mm-hmm. it was so yeah. many yeah. nothing rules. tight
1: around the stomach yeah, Like skater dresses are the best and yeah. all those things yeah.
0: yeah, and I lived by fashion rules in that sense but in terms of colour and makeup and accessories that was where my release was and I think maybe that's why I've gone so hard in plus equals to try and steer clear of no rules because <laughs> it holds you back it's depressing so what's your relationship with um, visibility because I
1: feel there's such an interesting thing happening with fatness where we're both ignored so much and we're so invisible to s- in so many aspects mm. Hollywood is one of them fashion is another one and then at the same time we, we're almost hyper visible yeah. because we're such objects of mm. often of people's humiliation and you know hateful thoughts and and then in the middle of it we just exist as people
0: yeah
1: and sometimes we want to disappear when it's almost like we want to disappear when we're being seen because when we're being seen we're seen as bad yeah but also we're not being seen in the ways we want to be seen so
0: in general i guess my question is visibility yeah what do you think um it's a double-edged sword because and i always remember that it, it happens every year around love island i love love island I like i love trashy tv mm. And no one can take that away from me. <laughs> and they shouldn't. Exactly. The American version is on Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen it? it yet? Oh my God. I watched it all. I was working and I was watching You've it You've seen the American TV. one? Yeah, it was so bad. It's <laughs> it was not, so, it's just so, the last like, week was just boring. I know, I was watching this, I was like, I don't care who wins. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just watching it because I'm committed yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, go on. No, no, it's fine. Um, it's, it's so conflicting because... On the one hand, I want to see people that look exactly like me on the telly and look exactly like you and, like, all the other people I know. But on the other hand, it's the same way that I know a lot of black women feel about seeing them represented. We're always painted as the baddies and black women are always made to look like the angry one and that hurts more than... Yeah. ..than it outweighs the glory of seeing someone like me. Yeah. Um... So I don't. I, I, we need to be visible. Of course, we need to be visible. There's never going to be a time where uh, I'm not going to be attacked, like shouted out on the street, right? But if if seeing me more makes you a little less angry, is that not somewhere to start? I don't know. I can't wait up. I'm still working. It's it, yeah. I don't think there's
1: an answer really no. because that's the thing of. Yeah, but if there was people like, oh, yeah, plus-size people on Love Island, no, oh, God, that would ruin it. I would be so... You, you just get to see yeah. them not
0: being picked and not being... Exactly, and one of so the greatest subtle. things of Love Island is going on Twitter and seeing everyone's commentary, and can you imagine what we'd be seeing? Oh, I can't put myself no. through
1: that. And especially all the gaslighting that would happen, which is like, no, 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 it's because she's not open enough, which yeah. is because she's... To self, whatever it would be, that'd be like that is why it's not because of her body. Mm. It's just because of, yeah. And you just be like no, no, because I, I think that's what a lot of um, people have experienced with like Samira and yeah. uh, just anyone who's well, also who was it Alexandra, the one who's like I size mean size twelve, yeah, like, so like such a plus, size. plus size compared to <laughs> yeah, else. It's compared to everyone but else. But people were like no, no, it's not that. It's it's nothing else. Like yeah, it's mm-hmm. not. Like, you can see who the bottom two always are. And that's yeah. not a coincidence. Exactly. So you don't want to see that. And then you... It's just... Yeah, it is this thing. There's no... Because there's... And that's something I think about quite a lot these days. Is There's no neutral when it comes to fat. It's, there's just no neutral. No. Like me going on stage. There's never a neutral space for me to go up in. And just... Yeah. It's always painted by... I know everyone in the audience have preconceived notions. And then my first five minutes is battling that somehow. Mm. And that's just... Yeah, so that would be the same thing in any other aspect. I guess the reason why I asked you specifically was because of the loudness of your, as you said when you were a teenager, the accessories and the fabrics and all of that. So what was your feelings around your own visibility at that time?
0: Um, I think I, when I was a younger teenager I didn't want to be seen. And I think that's not necessarily just a fatness thing. I think fatness is very much a part of it. But you are experiencing so many changes within your body. And I remember, you know, thinking, oh, my God, I've got boobs now. I don't want to be seen. I've got, you know, my hips are growing. I don't want to be seen. My skin, whatever. And And it's still a process that I work through daily now. You have to remind yourself constantly that this is your life and other people's opinions aren't going to matter when it's all over and they're not as sure as hell not going to affect you if you let them too much you know if I let that person who just called me a fat cunt because I'm having a cigarette and a croissant on my lunch break get to me then I'm giving them the power to take my visibility you know it, mm. but it, it hurts you know it hurts but growth hurts doesn't mm. it growing hurts so yeah, but it feels like what hurts there is
1: other people's growth, yeah. right? Yeah. Which is what sucks. You have to also carry their,
0: like, oh, they're not there yet. I just have to, like, ha-ha. Yeah. If I just smile, then maybe they won't do it again. Like, exactly. And especially when it's from people that you love and your family. And, you know, no one's meaning to hurt you. I don't think they're taking the sort of metaphorical knife out just to stab you. I just think it's that ingrained in us. As a society, I mean, look at—I mean—the amount of internalised fat phobia I had a few years ago, and a lot of fat people probably still have now. That's also half the battle: mm. is to try and bring ourselves round, so that we can then convince the world, <laughs> leave me alone, <laughs> let yeah. me live a life. And then the hard thing, which is the internalised fat phobia that thin
1: people have, which is like, <laughs> yeah, baffling, you know. And people are like, yeah, but I
0: feel fat too. You're like, Oh. oh. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> everything's wrong i know it's so i don't think people realize just how insulting it is to effectively go there is nothing worse in this world that i can imagine than looking like you (laughs) you're just gonna have to sit there and smile at me about it like i just made the best joke ever yeah like oh
1: i i feel i have a really bad day i feel fat Oh, so your idea of a bad day is thinking you look like me. Yeah, That's the worst thing. That <laughs> makes you sad. You. Yes. makes you sad to think you could look
0: like me. Great. <laughs> Great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> nice coffee. <It's> such fun. <laughs> you yeah. said only a few years ago? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, like I said, plus equals changed it all for me. I mean, when I say it saved my life, I'm not joking. It really sort of allowed me to learn so much more about me not just from a business side but from being immersed into a community I didn't know the fat positive community existed I didn't know you know and I'm not body positive but I didn't know that existed Um, anything to do with plus size online I thought was literally just like three people (laughs) and so it just changed so much of my thinking towards myself and other people as well and you know, I guess we will get there one day, but it was that part of my change in life that brought that on. So I want to ask you about that. Yeah. Before
1: I do so I'm just going to put a pin in it. I just for people listening, I think there's two terms I'd like for you to just explain, just for people who are not into. I think you were saying you didn't know. I was like, it reminded me that there will be people listening who just don't know either. Mm. So you defer between plus size and fat. I'd like mm-hmm. to know the difference. And then you said, I'm not body positive. So also explain that. I mean, I think I know the answers, but yeah. some people might not.
0: Um, I would say difference between plus size and fat, to me, is purely grammatical. Um, plus size is the nicer way to say fat, because there are many people who don't like the word fat. And that's fine. I've been there, you know, but we learn to accept that it's not a negative word. Um, Some people might say that plus size... The difference between plus size and fat is um, Iskra Lawrence and Tess Holliday, you know? Who's? Iskra Lawrence. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she's considered plus size, right? I would never consider her plus size, but that's how the industry sees it. Mm. I can't change that. Mm. Um, And as for body positivity... um, I struggle with a lot of things that try and encompass this, like, oh, just be positive and it'll all be okay... Uh, fat positivity is very different to me it's more rooted in activism and you know coming to terms with the word that you've always seen as your worst enemy is actually a friend you know uh, whereas body positivity to me I don't want to be controversial here but it feels a bit more cult like um, and it's also just like the pink pound it's been completely co-opted by places that shouldn't be co this, just to make a bit of money and i realized that the argument the back and forth between oh but we you know me with my belly roll i'm allowed it too and i appreciate you allowed it too but i would quite like a space where i haven't got to worry about that or worrying about hurting your feelings and that to me is fat positivity and fat activism
1: yeah 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 i agree yeah yeah obviously (laughs) (laughs) interesting you use the word cult because i feel like in my head a cult is such a this feels like a small thing, but I guess it isn't, because I feel like body positivity is almost like the opposite, where it's one of those things that everyone can just say, and there's no real... I think mm. of a cult, I think that there are rules, and I think within which is what I think body positivity lacks. I think everyone goes, oh yeah, body yeah. positivity, You're like, you don't know what it means, you don't know the history, you don't know who fought for this, you don't yeah. know what it... Encompasses of what that requires of you to claim. Mm. It's a big thing for you to just be like, "I'm body positive." Oh yeah, okay. So who does that? Yeah. Who are you including in that? Who are you amplifying? What you know? Yeah. So for me, it was like I was like, "Oh cult, that sounds like almost." I almost wish it was a cult. Well, (laughs) there would be some. But if you could kick someone out for not following, that's true.
0: (laughs) That would be good, wouldn't it? (laughs) True. Not allowed. (laughs) You're not allowed to anymore. Leave. I feel like it but the gathering the way that people gather together and I feel like it's Mm. a bit of an attitude if you search the hashtag it's going to come up with on the top posts on Instagram like all white girls that Mm. are all cis most likely straight able-bodied and they're all hunching over in that position Mm -hmm. and it feels like if you're not a part of that you can't be a part of that and that's what I grew yeah. up feeling like my whole life. So you're yeah. kind of, yeah. yeah.
1: And also now it's loads of weight loss as well. It's loads of like, Ugh. I'm body positive because I'm taking care of my, you're yeah. like, oh,
0: f- we've, got, we've gone full circle. Yeah. Now. Like, <laughs> it's, actually, it's been taken, it's been taken. Yeah. And let them have it. No, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <Yeah>, we didn't <laughs> like have it, it. anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I guess
1: what was the, the question I guess is, when you've been told, and that's just as a woman, mm. as a fat person, and just <laughs> I mean, what most of us are told, uh, to not take up space and to not, I just, I, there's just lower expectations for mm. people like us. Like when I'm, I'm technically a business. I am a like I am a business, yeah. so I have like a business account and everything. Mm-hmm. And that still feels weird because it was never even in the back of my head. Yeah. So have a business, sounds like. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? Like like a man? Yeah. (laughs) Like a man and like the man? Yeah. So for you to start a business, what? How to go from there to there? Oh my (laughs) gosh.
0: It's still to me, I just laugh about it all the time because I'm like, this is not my life. You know, it's amazing. But I think, and again, I'm, you know, I'm trying to, do some stuff with the trust, uh, the princess Trust, to try and push it a bit more. Um, when you're in school, I don't know how it is for you, um, but your options are not spoken about mm. when you leave, you know. It was literally... I think maybe that's changing now, that university isn't, like, the sort of assumed next step. But I hope so. But at school, that's what it was for mm-hmm. me. It was like, you need to get good grades to go to college, to then go to university, and I didn't get good grades, but I went to college and I didn't get good grades there. But I still managed to get to university. And when I finished, again, no talk of what you can do. It's what did you, you study? Uh, I studied fashion promotion in Rochester, in Kent, okay. UCA, which is a very strange area. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I just struggled for so long when I left uni. You know, it was sort of trying to get on the ladder to become a part of a graduate scheme or to you know, work, I and this is it in fashion, and it probably is in comedy as well. You've got to gig, gig, gig until mm-hmm. you can't even afford to pay your rent and you're mm-hmm. about to be kicked out, you know. You've got to give all your free work away and put in all your money to travel there. And I just couldn't do that. I was caring. I didn't, you know, from a working-class background, raised on benefits and we don't have the money in my family. So it just sort of became... You know, the idea was there, but I never, you never believe that you can really go for it and make it a success. Mm. But I'd seen a few other people around me doing it, and I thought, give it a go. You know, there are people that will help you with that. And so I, that's why I decided the Prince's Trust route was best for me. And what does that mean? Um, so I went to an Explore Enterprise course, which they did, which is a four-day business course. And for me, that was perfect. I knew what I needed to do creatively. But I didn't know how to get it into a business. Because what is a business? Mm. You can sell stuff. I've worked in customer service my whole life. I think I always imagined a business being a big building. Yeah, exactly. an often. I, think I it's, that's it's why right. I was like, how can I have a <laughs> if, Like, you own a business because you own a... There's a big square building with windows. Yeah. And that's the one. Exactly. And you pay your business rates and you pay your taxes and it's all good. But what if you want to sell online? Or what if you want to do what you're doing and freelance? Mm. Or, you know, so that was great for me to go in to sort of an acad- academicish environment and not be judged for not feeling like I can perform. Um, so I went and did that and worked on my business plan for about a year. And it took about a year and a half to bring to launch. Um, but it's not, you know, it's a business, but is it going to make you money? And right now, you know, it takes a long time. You don't know, you've got to try. But if it's something that you care about, you're going to give it a good go, Right. But I just think it needs to be an option for people. Young kids, they need to know that, you know, even if you've got a really good skill or a trade or, you know, you can still be a business, it's not out of reach. I have so many questions that are so relevant, but I just have to ask someone yeah. who
1: identifies as someone whose reason is that watching The Crown.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the
1: Prince's Trust, which prince is that?
0: <laughs> that is Prince Charles. The one oh, he's his, still a child now. Yeah, he's yeah, still when a child. In I'm watching, he's still a yeah. child. Yeah, yeah. Next series, he's going to be oh. a bit more grown up. And he's oh. a good lookalike actor. Oh, really? Too, too, okay,
1: though. I'm very excited. I'm still I'm <laughs> learning a lot about you. your kingdom. I'm very excited.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, i Now I've got all the relevant questions. <laughs> uh, I was just like, Should
1: we go watch <laughs> This has been a 20-minute long yeah, uh, episode. I know. <laughs> so we've got to go watch the next season. Um <laughs> Uh, what was I going to say about the... Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, I, do you know this whole... What's it called? The, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. That also goes for there's no kind of... There's no ethical anything under mm, capitalism. Yeah,
0: yeah, totally.
1: And you're trying to run a business in a capitalist society. Yeah. So you must constantly be battling with... Maybe not battle, but... Oh, it's face, a battle. Yeah, with... The things you could do to make more money, which would be—I mean, I can't imagine anything ethical that would make you more money. Do you know what I mean? And then having to sustain yourself, and also being working class, and like not having yeah. some parents' money behind you—that well, I'll be fine. Whatever. This is like mm-hmm. a hobby. Um, but then also b- being part of a community that's quite—I say this as someone who's definitely part of that community as well. Like, it's a hard, co- you know. There's a lot of yeah. calling out, calling in, which yeah. is all fair and we need that. It's, mm. But it's also it could be emotionally quite hard sometimes. Mm. So you're kind of between these two things with like ethical and political correctness and all of this, which is like
0: yeah. important. And then needing to survive. How do you balance that? I think that's the beautiful thing about setting up your own business is that you are doing it on your own terms. Um, I feel like before I set this up and sort of, You know, and for the record, I still work part-time. I've just come now from my part-time shift. Um, You know, we're doing good, but like I said, it takes time. Um, For me, it felt like a choice between... Do I work for the man, earning him millions... And I'm getting paid less than £10 an hour... To go and, you know, deal with people calling me names... And throwing stuff at me. Or do I try and do things on my own terms try and put out the change that I have been wanting to see in this world and try and make it a bit better for the next person. Because, you know, this has always been something I wanted to create local jobs. There's so many creatives in Brighton that need the chance that I never had. Um, and to me, the second option worked out. I, I always take this from my granddad, right? He's the biggest, best socialist I know. And I love him. I know, he's so cute. <laughs> um he, he loves shopping, and I said, Grandpa, you are such a contradiction. And he said, you can't have it all. You can't. And, you know, I can, I can do what I can do in making fashion a little more ethical on this scale um, and try and build it up that way, um, or I could do nothing at all. Again, back here. But it does, you know, it does wear my conscience. You know that you're fighting, you're sort of working for the very thing that you're fighting against. Um, but I, I don't know. I think that with the sort of new wave of what's happening culturally, politically, we're maybe leaning towards a sort of fairer idea of capitalism. Well, <laughs> I'm so I sorry for my face. I'm like, oh. <laughs>
1: like
0: I hope so. But that's very optimistic. <laughs>
1: very
0: very i was like yeah cute. yeah cute you never know i don't know i think awareness is so yeah. important and yeah, the first right. thing is that we're at awareness we're not seeing like the documentaries on primark and then mm. um, making like the kids making stuff we know that's happening yeah you know oh, god, sorry. hopefully we can i don't know no i'm trying no. to be optimistic <laughs> i know what you mean but yeah. then there's also
1: the other force which is a constant reminder and a constant pressure yeah and a fair pressure to an extent uh to be right on all the time and to be and yeah. you have and this is important to mention that your brand is so inclusive when it comes to um your models so mm. all this non-binary models mm. uh femme men and mm. it's your clothes isn't and gendered and yeah like, within that aspect of it, it's brilliant and you go you. all sizes yeah so you can there's a size on the website, and then you can email you if you have mm-hmm. specific and measurements and all of yeah. that, which I don't know many brands that do, if if any. No. I know that they I know that they exist because I ran into one on Instagram, but um, not not. I, you used for the first time I ever saw it. Okay. basically. thank you. Anyone who do all sizes? Yeah, all like, oh, sizes to 22. Go fuck yourself. Yeah,
0: literally five.
1: Oh. <laughs> and uh, also, you sew it yourself, uh, or you. Mm. You pay people to sew it, um, so there's all of that. And that is already more work than yeah most most people do, right? But you will always because you are so because you are already at such a high level of ethical or whatever the word is, mm. um, social justice warrior scale.
0: You're higher. <laughs> the, the,
1: there's the pressure as well, isn't yeah. there?
0: Yeah, definitely. Especially with what you were saying about the plus size community, it is hard. And you know, when I first started, I was like, "Why don't people like me like they like ASOS and Boohoo in this?" And I am I want likes. And I was like, "Wait, why? You're not competing with them. You're not trying to be the next Boohoo or selling ninety nine p bikinis. That's disgusting. That's <laughs> not even doesn't even pay for fabric. I don't." And it it is hard, but. You know, and especially, I think that the the sort of biggest tirade of shit was when we launched our line, and yeah. people were coming at me about the price, and yeah. we prepared, you know, we knew it was going to happen. Yeah. yeah, and you had said to me, and I prepared myself for it, but what I didn't think, I didn't really guess that people would be so nasty about it. Yeah. That's what's wild. Yeah. And so I think when you're doing something that you, you know, I believe in what I'm doing, and I think that's why I care so much, because in... First time in my life, I've got something. That I think, yeah, like this is going somewhere. So you do when you believe in it that truly, deeply, madly, you sort of try your hardest to keep a bit of a barrier up, right? Um, mm. But there are times where you're like, really, I'm not working 18 hours a day to like deal with your shit. <laughs> mm. Which well, a fair feeling to yeah.
1: be like, because you know, it's it's the it's like it's it's the yeah. Feel your feelings. Yeah. You've you're part of an oppressed group. Mm-hmm. You felt, uh, it, you know, and it, when it comes to price, you know, you you're being taken advantage of by yeah. the system. We live in a capitalist society. You're not being paid fair wages. Poverty yeah. is a huge problem. Of course, you have a lot of awful feelings about um, in that how they feel, not that they yeah. are, about how something is suddenly. You thought this was going to be an inclusive thing that included you but it doesn't because you don't have 90 pounds for a jumpsuit. Yeah. I completely get that. Yeah. And I understand the feelings, you're allowed to express them, but then there's this other side of it, which is you have to choose one, yeah. right? You have to choose one. Like, exactly. We could have made it so much cheaper, but then yeah. someone somewhere would not have been paid enough to do this, exactly. and it wouldn't have been made here. Someone would have been taken advantage of. Yeah. So, Which is how we tried to explain it. it. was like we had to choose. Yeah, You have to choose, and we chose
0: this one for yeah. this thing exactly and then you can get really cheap clothes over here yeah but that is then selling out on another point exactly and it's it's never easy to try and break that down to someone but it's it's like it's something that you've been through right Mm, yeah you know i would love to buy something and i think you know the biggest thing is size that's the biggest barrier i would love to buy i'd love to save my money and go and buy a pair of lucy and yak dungarees in my size they don't make it, mm-hmm. so it's there and it's in your size, and it but it's not in your price range. I get it, it hurts, it yeah. sucks, it's shit. But you, you know, yeah. are we gonna sit and complain, or are we gonna try and do something? You know, you don't have to buy it. That was the other yeah. thing that really got me was like, I appreciate your support in any way possible. Yeah, retweeting, liking, commenting, an email, whatever. But, you know, yeah. I appreciate it. It's not for everyone to buy. Yeah. But it's also the... It's, and I think there's um, And I'm
1: trying to now preempt people who feel... This is on me. I feel like the... This is like almost like meta, like trying to imagine I was another yeah. activist. Or like... Or <laughs> I'm like also because I, I want to both acknowledge that people have their feelings and the world is unfair mm. and of course people express and also it, I know it hurts more when it's someone you expected to include yeah. you and they don't I get that's why
0: yeah people who are
1: already trying are probably getting yeah. worse reactions like in terms of emotion and I get loads of that for so many things where I'm like mm-hmm. yeah you know I get it but also like mm. please take a step back and see who it is yeah. you're shouting at you know because if you're still a human yeah but also like you're, you're self started, you're working yeah. class you're, you know, you're a woman you're a fat like you're, yeah. we're, pa- we're like you like we're yeah. part of this I get it you know exactly
0: like,
1: sometimes I wouldn't be able to afford my own
0: yeah. clothing like, like, exactly and that's you know and, and there's just room to talk
1: about that yeah. side of it as well basically yeah of, and it's hard to say to someone who's already like imagine most of the people who are reacting like mm. that a lot of them are probably empaths because a lot of us are raised to be like super aware and apologetic yeah Yeah. so I assume but it's just like oh I'm so sorry I'm gonna have to ask you to extend that to those people as well yeah exactly be aware of who you're calling out which I think might be a controversial statement but I think
0: it's worth I think so I think I, I don't know. I'm I'm very on the fence with call out and cancel culture. I think mm-hmm. it's very important. Yeah, like we need to acknowledge mistakes and take accountability. But we're also becoming quite vicious in in that sense, you know. And I'm not I'm not talking about very very extreme like hardcore mm. issues that need to be. You know, some people are worth canceling. Okay, yeah. Kevin Spacey needed to be cancelled. Yeah. yeah, things. You know, I'm not trying to bring that in. I'm just saying that i think the internet is really you can't you can't tell nuance online you can't tell sarcasm you can't tell if i'm trying to tell you a joke or trying to be nice or you know and i think that that has really affected our tone Mm -hmm. and so we think well fuck it let's just say whatever we want now um and i'm never going to see them in person anyway but what we don't realize is no that that's actually a person who may have just made a mistake or maybe didn't think or maybe um just you know did it and didn't even want to do it you know whatever and can we not just talk to people a bit more humanly it's... I think a
1: lot of it's also about and I must have said this before I'm so sorry if anyone's listening we're like shut up about this <laughs> but the du- we have this black and white image of right and wrong and mm. there are some people who are good and there are people who are bad
0: Doesn't where you're like, like
1: mm, what if everyone could be both at the same time <clears throat> exactly. Also, and the same thing with um, the rules we have within social justice and activism. Mm. What if two things could be <clears throat> the right thing to do, but they're contradictory, but they're both right? Yeah. Like, yes, express your feelings. Yes, it's problematic yeah. that um, our brand, uh, our clothing line, uh, isn't inclusive of people who don't have much money. Mm. That is problematic. That is a bad thing. Yeah. Because there's no way of being right in this yeah. culture, in this world, mm. in the same way as we are all racist, we're all transphobic, we're all homophobic, we're all fatphobic because that is the culture we were raised in. Exactly. So we're all bad. That doesn't mean we should all be like, oh no, like just constantly like be raveled in shame. But it's an acknowledgement we have to have, meaning everyone you meet, everyone you talk to, everyone you look up to, everyone you follow are also super problematic. And we will all say things that are horrible sometimes because that's what we've been taught and we need to that's not to say, like, so, fuck it, <laughs> yeah, so, do I'm just it, say whatever. But it's <laughs> but, true, yeah. So the right thing is to call out, and yeah. the right thing is also to be angry, yeah. But the right thing is also not to do those things, yeah. And that is so complex, yeah, that we may never understand it, yeah. And I think that is too complex for not to be like well, some people won't get it, but it's it's too complex to live like that and yeah. acknowledge and to because when it happens to you, you only feel. Like this feels really shit, yeah. someone's being really mean to me, and then you can go, "Yeah, but they're right to be, but still feels shit, and mm-hmm. they want to both express their feelings, call you out, but also not make you feel like shit, and you yeah. can't do all <laughs> no worries, but you can't do all
0: things at the same time, that makes, exactly, and good people do bad things, and bad people do good things, yeah, and we aren't, there is no such thing as a perfect person and I do believe that sometimes there are no answers it's not right answers, it's no answers mm. and it's I think it's something that's going to come with time uh, because the internet is, as long as we've had it it's also still very new yeah. <laughs> um, but I just I just hope that we can think a bit more before we type stuff because what good is it calling someone that you know nothing about certain names and making assumptions about their background when actually they are of you and i've been you know say you know say you buy something from the supermarket and it's not right and you're unhappy and you tweet oh well sainsbury's fuck you there's still someone at the end of that page you know and i've still just called them a twat (laughs) yeah and they don't deserve that they didn't make my rice moldy or (laughs) it's so i find it so hard when i'm like
1: I'm currently being fucked over by O2, the company yeah. O2, and it's so hard to have the conversations of being like, listen, hello, I hope you're having a very nice day, and I know this is not you personally, but this is the fourth time, yeah. and you're threatening with legal stuff, but I don't owe you any money, yeah. you're just like, so please, and then they go, have you tried, and you're like, listen, yeah. I'm so sorry. I, and way. at some point you snap and you're like, I am yeah. so sorry again.
0: <laughs> and then you feel worse because you yeah. pile it all back onto yourself because yeah. you start feeling guilty. <laughs> yeah,
1: and you've been at the end of the line as well. I don't know if you've yeah. worked call center jobs no. as well. I, it's you're just like I feel. Yes, sad. I completely understand you. Sir, I completely understand you. I wish I could help personally, but also but I can't. You're talking <laughs> to someone who's also not being paid enough for what they do. Exactly. And you just get it. Yeah. But it's sometimes I think you get. Tired of getting things, do you know. Mm-hmm. You're kind of tired of always being able to go meta and being like, I understand where they're coming from. I understand where they're coming from. I understand yeah, why they yeah. And sometimes you're just
0: like, oh, there's so much it's to carry. Wanna... Yeah, exactly. That's why it, it, it all comes down to that, and it's draining, you know. It's like anxiety. It's a very physical experience, mm. and I think that that builds anxiety because you know when you've got 25 people telling you online that you're a dickhead, and you're feeling a bit like mm, maybe I'm a dickhead you start to believe it and then it becomes physical again because you're sort of clenched yeah. up and you're tight and your shoulders are up and your yeah. tongue and your teeth are clenched, you know, it's, it all plays into everything. And it's so
1: human, it's attack yeah. flight, it's your lizard brain, yeah. it's, it's something you, you're not in control over, yeah, you, you shouldn't be in control of because it's human to feel, yeah. but that's so contradictory to what we all should be saying and doing and feeling and it's... You so, just get confused. So when you reach that point... And then you know that you could make more money mm. if you catered to an audience who didn't give a shit about that. Like, mm. you probably could make more money if your clothes was, you know, the rules. Yeah. It's all black and it's all black yeah. and it's all, it would hide all the, you know, if you um, outsourced the sewing of the stuff to yeah. some, somewhere. China in China. You wouldn't even, yeah, you wouldn't yeah. even necessarily need to know where, just like somewhere and then mm. you get it back, it would be very cheap. Yeah so what's the this is going to be a very cheeky way of asking this no do it do What? It. I no not towards cute. you towards everyone okay. else what makes you the type of person who doesn't take that road
0: Um. um quite a few things but probably guilt <laughs> I carry, I'm not Catholic either that's the crazy thing um, I carry a lot of guilt and I always have throughout my whole life I mean it started as a child if I if I had my bears or teddies out and if I had not spend equal time with each teddy I would feel guilty huh. and it has progressed until you know I, I had some great therapy a few years ago um, but I still carry that with me a lot and I feel I'm <coughs> I'm playing into someone else's suffering um, I'm playing into the environmental issues um, and and I'm exploiting like I'm exploiting people f- for what my brand to make people look good, so I'm gonna make people feel bad to make people feel good. That makes no sense to me um but also I believe and again it, this comes back to the price um a lot of my wardrobe is second hand thankfully, I am at a size where you know I can sometimes find things that fit me in charity shops It doesn't happen often um But when I do buy things, I believe in investing in things that will last you. And I think, for me, fashion has kind of lost that a lot in, you know... We throw things out ten times faster than we did a long time ago. But I've still got things in my wardrobe that are, like, old books to me. And that's what I wanted to bring back. And I think that by having it... I mean, all clothes are handmade, of course. But having it, like, homemade almost by someone who lives in Brighton and is doing it because they care, is so much more special than something £10 from misguided that's going to break in a couple of days. And I don't think it's like... You know, I'm not trying to paint myself as some kind of holy oracle and, oh, I'm saving the world. I think it's just... When you do this on your own terms, you are in a position to make those decisions. And I might have piled the work up a lot higher, but it matters to me in the same way that um, gender-neutral bathrooms matter to you. I care that people feel good. But I care that people are cared for and have space and have equality. And you can't, you know... One of the biggest feminist issues to date that we don't talk about is how the third world is exploited for our clothes. Mm. And it's predominantly women of colour. So we've got some work to do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, Oh, I I just... Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. It's it's such a... I just I, I guess what I wonder about or what it made me think about is the psychological what psychology and like mental health the intersection between that and fast fashion. Mm. I don't know if that's I don't I'm trying to remember if I've ever read anything about it and by read I also just mean tweets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I research it. done. real real studying
1: <laughs> on on Twitter. But the because it must have an like I know it emotionally has an effect on me Mm. and part of that is my OCD which is not like that's not a Mm. I'll sometimes have to buy 10 t-shirts and if I don't buy 10 of the exact same t-shirts then ah, the world will be on fire and I'm going to die but that's another whole other thing because I don't know how common that is but just in terms of the world is on fire and everything's a mess and especially with body issues and Instagram perhaps and the pressure social pressure and how much of that is, how much of fa- how much people feel that fast fashion cure some of that, or oh yeah, definitely. like there must be a there must be something there,
0: right? Yeah, definitely, that's a fix. New and, stuff. Yeah, uh, there's serious people. I you know one of my family friends, uh, her friend had a um, very serious shopping addiction. It is it's that instant gratification of. I mean, I know I used to spend all my money on clothes, ASOS, Boohoo, everything. Um, And it was just like, oh, I feel calm now. Look at all this Mm. lovely stuff I've got. Uh, It would be, I haven't got anything to wear for this event, but you're really just channeling all your insecurities and trying to make an excuse to buy something. Um, I think there's so many feelings that come with it, but it's the same as, it's the same as sort of just, feeling really electrified like you've just instantly cured all your problems for five minutes when you get bored of it and it goes again i think that you know it's great for fast fashion because they get thousands of new styles every week same as zara all of them high street and they know that people are gonna come in and buy
1: do you think the problems have to be fixed from
0: the top down or from bottom up um, I generally lean towards top down most times because, as much as I believe that fast fashion is killing our planet, I also believe it's a really huge working class issue, and not a working class, a class issue. Um, in the same way that I believe that a lot of the veganism activism that we're getting specifically in Brighton, you know, they're targeting Greggs and McDonald's, and you're targeting workers. You're not targeting the big man think it has to the responsibility for starters has to come from the top um but it's also a shift in workers rights globally uh we don't respect workers in third world countries simple as um we need to have a shift there we need to have a shift on um our view on fashion and clothing as more than just a saturday night outlook and i think that will come from the top um, by putting out less styles and by putting out bigger sizes and better quality and trying to make the prices competitive but not neglecting the other responsibilities. I think there's a lot, mm. but I would say top down, definitely.
1: Yeah, because it's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I remember when, the, when people started talking about fashion and, oh, like, ethical fashion mm. and, you know, second-hand shops and stuff and as a fat person that was such an extra, like, yeah, but I can't. Like I can't. And then you, at the same time, you stumble across these Instagrammers who are like, "This is how you take an oversized item and make it small." And I'm like,
0: "Fuck you!" Yeah, I hate you. You're go buying all the clothes of my size. Oh, I
1: hate it so <laughs> much. Um, so it just feels like one of the things where you go, oh, "Jesus Christ!" Another thing. Yeah. Right. Like we. Yeah. And it's the empathetic people. It's the people who are on the right yeah. side of history who. Feels guilty and who want want to do these things right, but that would be it's, every, it's a constant. Mm. Never buying plastic, always recycling. Yeah. Also, never yeah. saying these, like being very aware of you know. Even if the only thing I had to do forever in my life was to remember pronouns or like yeah. be aware of pro- and I say that as as a, as a non-binary person myself, just to change a big thing in your language, which is not impossible to do, and everyone should try and do it but it's tricky Yeah, It'd be really yeah, difficult yeah, yeah. but even if that was the only thing I ever had to change in my life that would still be like shit that's something yeah. I have to be really aware of and something that would make me feel guilty if I got it wrong something that would make me mm. feel anxious if I if it would suddenly happen and I, I wouldn't know I wasn't prepared for it but then on top of that, there's you know ethical, there's fashion, there's re- uh, recycling, there's uh, yeah. all the other social social justice thing and mental health things you have to do. You shouldn't be on social media, but you should also oh, do this. You should also you should just talk out, amplify. There's so many, th- and all of which are things we should be doing. And yeah. hopefully, hopefully, if there is a world in a hundred years, that's what just will be natural and normal to people. Yeah. But we're all learning right now, yeah. and it can just get. It can be quite a lot, yeah. Oh, and I oh would love gosh, it if yeah. the
0: government would just like, well, this yeah, is, we'll make it fine. <laughs> exactly, exactly. This is what is the problem: is that you've these these industries. I mean, as great as the ethical industry is, it's really profiting off making people feeling bad for not doing very well, and it, it, you know, I think that one of the biggest hopes is on people kind, humankind is to convince us that we're the ones that have caused climate change when we know damn well it's down to the oil companies and the government and on and on exactly, it's not plastic straws (laughs) it's not and that piles onto our guilt, onto the fact that we should be looking after ourselves better and this is how you do it, it and let's strip all that back away and just focus on what you're doing good mm-hmm. and that you know this especially with my mental health uh, d- my depression my anxiety sometimes it's getting out of bed having a wash eating and getting dressed that's it you did that yeah. great yeah you know and though when we start to work around those things i think we can then look at like our lifestyle with that so that's where i started thinking only buy from here or here when you really need it because mm. I'm looking after these other things and I'm doing all right with them. And it, it, back to the gaslighting again. You know, you slip off one thing and that's it. You've done awful for the day because you haven't eaten a vegan thing and this and that. And that's not... I don't think that's how it works. You know, the changes yeah. are made by little steps and being aware.
1: Yeah.
0: But you can do what you can do, but you can't let it run, like run your whole life and ruin yeah. things for you.
1: That's the only thing I... So at the... Time of recording this, which I <clears throat> think will be, I think it'll come out a bit later than than the election. But at the time of, of recording this, we still don't know what will happen. Mm. So whoever listens to this will be like, "Nah, oh, <laughs> what a great time I'm we I'm feeling
0: optimistic.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah. I'm trying very hard. Well, what I what does make me feel uh, the idea of it going well? Yeah, would. It would just be such a relief yeah. because you would... And of course there are problems within any government. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. The, it would just take some of the weight off yeah. because someone would be trying to fix something from the top down. That, mm. And that would be such a... Psychologically, not that I'm like, ha let's go throw plastic into the ocean. No, but... But you'd still just be like, oh, thank God, at least someone is, is in, in charge who is moving it
0: in the right direction. Exactly. And it would just give you a bit of... Oh, it's a bit uh, of breathing space, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And even just to try and solve some of the class divide that could mm. maybe bring some of us to a point where we don't have to feel like we're ruining the planet and you can afford to buy something ethical because your paycheck is going to last you a bit longer. Mm. Um, I think these things are all so... It's sort of linked in with each other that we can make some... Ch- I think that's the only way that we're ever going to make some change is if we could get labour in. But, um, oh, <laughs> it's too scary, it's too scary.
1: Yeah, I can't help but think about people listening who will know what happened. Yeah, imagine us, like, us
0: listening back to this. Uh,
1: oh, <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you, were, you were so innocent, you really believed. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> Am I, and I'll edit this out if I'm wrong. Yeah. Did you do the Klarna thing on your?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just
1: started using Klarna. Which is the one where you can divide it into? Yeah, so, so they can do that. I I've
0: That sort of
1: just the got it fixed up today solution, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, that obviously it was in theory. It's still the same price, but yeah. Well, yeah, it is. There's no interest, so it's. But that's like I remember my my mom was always like, "Yeah, buy things." What's it called in English? Buy now, pay later. All yeah, like like stuff. Credit, it, yeah, uh, credit buy prices. it on. How do you say? You buy it on credit. On credit, yeah. Yeah, my mom did that with all of the furniture, and she was always. And people would always be like, "Oh, you're so stupid. It's the same." Yeah. So like, yeah, but I don't have five grand now, and I need a fridge and a TV and a. You know, and I just when I saw that, I was like, of course. Yeah. That's what. That could, but I mean, it's not. It's not the
0: same as something being. No. Ten of course, pounds, but yeah. it would if it makes it easier and accessible yeah. you know i'm again something i'm also conflicted with because as a person who has been in amount huge amounts of debt right yeah i was like oh do i don't want to offer it to people but right. i don't see it as something you know it seems like a good service i think so, yeah um, of course it has the problems that as everything yeah they have to, so have to be itself. regulated so you know someone like me with my credit bad I, boom, yeah probably couldn't have got it then Um, so and there's no late fees from what I can see so it makes sense and this is the other great thing about enterprise you know we've got so many amazing services popping up where you you know the internet is great for this Mm. so it should be widely available but yeah that all got set up today. so if you want anything buy now pay later (laughs) buy now three months payment
1: Uh, I wish people who were just listening could see your hair (laughs) flick that was wonderful (laughs) (laughs) thank you uh, is there anything you want to say? I know it's. I know it's been a lot of me talking.
0: No, <laughs> uh, I feel like I've been chatting your head off a little bit. Well, sorry. you're meant to be
1: talking. Okay, yes, yeah, that's you're, you're the guest. <laughs> uh, is there anything you want to say that we haven't covered? Anything you want me to ask you? Anything that's... You were hoping we were going to talk about no. I think it's been
0: a great chat, isn't it? I've loved it. I think we we'll easily yeah. talk for. Oh my god, we could talk for like yeah. the whole night. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's been great. It's been great. Cool. I could talk about everything forever, but no, this is good. <laughs> the perfect guest. Great, thank you. Uh, <laughs> so the last question yeah. I was asked.
1: Yeah. You've just been born. Yeah. You're in the delivery room. Yeah. You're holding yourself as a baby. Oh
0: my god! The How famous question. The famous question. <laughs> How old are you
1: now? Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Okay. So you. Holding teeny tiny Jasmine yeah. in your arms. She's yeah. crying because it's all very scary. Aww. There's lights and sounds everywhere. Yeah. She's so like, what the fuck? Yeah. And she's looking at you like, what? What's <laughs> this going to... What's this? What's this going to be? Is this yeah. going to be life where it's all just scary and there's lights and sounds everywhere? It's very loud. It's uncomfortable. What, yeah. what, have, I, what, have, what have you done? Mm. Uh, and you get to say something to her. You can't change the future. You can't tell her to do something differently. Mm-hmm. You can just answer her a question, which is essentially... What's life going to be like? What is this? What would you say to teeny tiny
0: baby you? I should have thought about this. This is the famous question. I didn't think <laughs> about it. Um what would I say? I would I would probably be very honest and say it's gonna be fucking hard <laughs> but the light will shine. Um yeah. Yeah, that's not like it's hard, isn't it? Because you don't, life isn't easy and it isn't nice all the time. But the good bits are the light, and that makes it worthwhile, right? So, yeah, it's shit, but it can be good as well. <laughs> it's so poetic, sorry. <laughs> Do you still need to be told that? Pardon? Do you still need to be told that? Sometimes, some days, absolutely. Um, but I got my, I got Celavi tattooed on me because that was like ah, quite a beautiful. nice thing for me and I try and look at that and I'm like oh no it'll be fine <laughs> and if it's not we're all going to die anyway because it's going to explode soon so <laughs> you know there is a comfort to that isn't there it, it really is it cannot get much worse I you used to be really woman, scared of, and we're living yeah. through that so
1: I used to be really scared of those disaster films like what did that happen yeah. I'm like oh what if no it it's gonna happen I don't have to be so oh, good <laughs> we got to so, make the most of it yeah, <laughs> yeah. well thanks so much for doing this thank it's you for having very me lovely. I'm honoured plug your stuff um,
0: or in some instances our stuff our stuff exactly <laughs> I saw that hair flick <laughs> um, you can shop my collection uh, at plusequals.co.uk and you can shop Plus equals times Sophie Hagen at plusequals.co.uk. Um, Instagram is plus equals, and Facebook and Twitter is plus equals UK.
1: And ex- can you quickly just how would you summarise the style of your clothes?
0: Um, I would say plus equals is um, loud, vivacious, in your face, unapologetic, and. Soothing because oh. textures are very soothing. Yeah. Nice fur. Have you have just so- stroke yeah. sequence. Yeah, it keeps you calm. Really yeah, calm. That's true. Yeah. There's a lot
1: of sequence. There's a
0: lot, lot of sequence.
1: Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. For honored. And remember that we did an extra bit of chatting after the original bit of uh, the main episode, what you just heard. We turned the recorder off and then back on again. And I asked Jasmine six extra questions, which I did with uh, almost every single one of the past. Oh my God, it must be like 20 at least uh, guests, which have all been put on Patreon. So if you sign up for Patreon and uh, give anything, whatever you can, a dollar, maybe more per episode, you get access to these extra little bits of interview with the guests. And they're often, oh, not better, obviously, but they're really, really good. And often I'm like, wow, this is... I can't believe we didn't get to talk about that in the main one. I mean, I've had guests be like, oh, by the way, I have magical powers and I can see into the future. <laughs> like, I've been like, what? Why didn't you mention that earlier? Uh, the Tim mention one was amazing. There's been so many good extra bits where I was like, oh, my God, I wish people, I really want people to hear this. And you can if you sign up for Patreon. And uh, I love every single one who do that. I get a little email every time someone signs up, and I'm always like, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. I look at your name, I look at your email address, and I'm just like, yes, I love you, whoever you are. You sat down right now, and you made the decision to go and support this, which is, like, there's no middleman. That's what I love about Patreon. I think I've told you this before. It's just there's no one telling me what to do or how to do it, so it's all down to me. And I think I'm making real good decisions. I think I'm getting real good people on. So... Thank you. Thank you for your support. Now, obviously, there has to be something in in uh, some kind of treat for the people who go beyond uh, the people who give $5 or more per episode. By the way, you can give $5 or more per episode without having your name read out loud. You can All that you can do on Patreon.com. You can go in and be like, oh, I don't want my name out there. You can also decide what your name is. You don't have to use your real name, as you will be able to tell (laughs) by some of these people, um, these legendary people. Uh, But I want to say a massive, massive thank you to these people who are uh, friends of the podcast. That's $5 or more per episode. The magical people who make all of this happen. I want to say a massive, 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 grateful thank you to... Andrea Papillon, Andrew January, Andy Walker, Anja Knoblauch, Autumn Blue Sky, Barry Norton, Caitlin, Cat Cherry Winter, Chunky Yet Funky, Claire McCowlin, Danny Beckett, Daniel Reifersheet, Eleanor, Emma Chan, Dunn, Privacy Privacy, Aurora Teratops, Gillian Davidson, Gillian's new, hi, Gillian, uh, Grace Ann, Hannah Rose Tristram, Harry Van Dyke, Harry Minot, Minute, Minute, Ida and Josie, Kathleen Gulmanson, Kathy Draxelbauer, Katie Hatfield, Katie Travis, Kim Williams, Kirsten Davidson, Chrissy Nicholson, Lily and Harry French, M Dash, Maeve, Maeve, Holy Hen? Holy Maury Fraser, Maketa Dubalova, Megan Roberts, O Tiggerific, Go! <laughs> Paul Swaddle, Perpetual Motion, Pierre Fen, uh, Rachel Evenheim, um, Rachel Fairley, Rachel Phillips, uh, three Rachels there. Ragdoll, Rianne Rivers, Robert Knowles, Robin Kappa, Russell Hughes, Sarah Ferrer Eikerseth, Sarah Allard, Sarah Brazel, and Sarah Pluma for Sarah. Sarah is still the winner this week. How exciting is that? Susie Tyler, Victoria Greer, and Victoria Layton. Uh, now, obviously, this is on the date that I am recording this. We're doing these a bit in advance because um, my uh, wonderful uh, editor, Dave, uh, is, is not going to be around much for Christmas, so... We're doing all of them. And so, but anyways, what I'm saying is, if you're listening to this and you have signed up to become a friend of the podcast and your name was not on the list, it will be in the next round of um, me recording these intros and outros. So have patience. Now, you are all amazing people. Thank you so, so much for supporting. It genuinely means the world. Also to the people who are giving less than $5 or the people who didn't want their name on. Love you all. You're making such a difference. Thank you. Uh, I want to say a massive thank you. Also, Merry Christmas, if that's your thing. Happy holidays. Happy winter. Oh, sorry. I mean, how ideal is that? I'm just yawning at the end of this. (laughs) I'm doing this in the morning. I have no excuse. Now, thank you to Dave Pickering for editing this episode, to Harriet Brain for writing and recording the jingle, and to Justine McNichol for the logo. Uh, Thank you to... Usually thank you to... (laughs) I was going to say thank you to the hotel for having us, but I paid, so I don't think that's up to them so thank you for listening Uh, this podcast was produced by Dying Alone Limited I will speak to you next week
0: bye